Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Revelation. Amen. The 19th chapter. Amen. I trust we all uh, remember the address to the seventh church age. The, the address, the, uh, the, the voice to the seventh. One of the concerns is the nakedness of the church. And uh, the problem with the nakedness of the church is that the church don't know. Amen. Hallelujah. But who it is that they are naked of? What is this garment that they have put off? Amen. Hallelujah. So the the Lord Jesus He says open up a store. And uh, he has advertised the products. And one of them is clothing. And you need to understand that the clothing that the Lord is releasing in this age. It is a need for the age. Because only the product, the products that are of need are sold by the Lord. You already have our chips and all kind of things. But the Lord is selling you gold tried in fire. And he has got a white remnant that the church must put on. He has got also an eye salve so that our eyes may be able to see. So what the Lord is selling has the ability to help us to stand the challenge of this age. So if you have all that is sold by the Lord in his store, you will have that which, is ta uh, which, which it, it takes to conquer or to overcome in this age. Blessed be his holy name. In the book of Revelation chapter 19, verse 7 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen. 
I want you to understand that the the dress that she is arrayed on. She is granted. She didn't go to the fashion shops. To go look for his clothes. It was provided to her. By her groom. According to the Jewish tradition. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the groom. Would provide a dress. Of a wedding, a wedding garment to the, to the bride. So that she may be ready and be identified in the time of the wedding. Amen. Hallelujah. So the scripture says, and to her was granted that she should be arrayed. Amen. The way it says that she should be arrayed. It means that uh, it would be what is granted to her. By a servant of the groom. So the, uh, the servant of the groom. Who is also a friend of the groom. Would grant this dress. It's unfortunate in this age. The churches find themselves naked. Because they have denied the servant of the group. Because the garment. Is given to the servant. And in order for you to get your church arrayed, you have to have a to consult with the servant of the group. So that you may receive the garment for the bride of the Lord. Are we getting that church? It's very important that you should understand. Blessed be the name of God. That she should be arrayed in fine and clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the same. Blessed be the name of the Lord. A wearing coat is very important in this day. And I want to bring to you something important. The challenge now in the message is that the very garment is now being disregarded. It is not respected as that which is enough to cover the bride and her nakedness. Now, 
We have found pastors who are clever in the message this day. Preachers that are clever. Who has now spotted some wrong or errors on the clothing. And as a result. The bride. Finds herself struggling to be clothed. It is a terrible challenge in a message. Why would we find the bride struggling to be clothed? Because you realize after a long time. You find believers who have been in a message for many years. They would leave the message for nothing. And their reasons are not even worth leaving the message. It tells you that these people was never granted to be arrayed. Somebody was busy with his own thing. And as a result, we find the bride being unable to be clothed. It's terrible that we go to church every Sunday. Every Wednesday. Let me just say something about Wednesday. Many churches in the message, it's a surprise for them to be in church on Wednesday. Those that are in church on Wednesday is some people. Not everyone. Some pastors are even making a mistake to call us on Wednesday while we are in a service. You ask yourself, this pastor should be in church too. Amen. Then when you call the person, says, oh, I realize, I remember that, that you all have a service on Wednesday. They don't have it. Wednesday service is part of the order of the church of the message. Because she should be arrayed. So if you didn't go to church on Wednesday, what is she getting herself cloth with? What is she putting on? We understand that? Let me just tell you something, church. Omitting these services is dangerous. Think of it. You just omit. You did not commit. You didn't commit. Meaning you, you did not you did not rebel or commit something. But you omitted. You omitted to do something right. You see, the sin of omission has actually blinded the people in the message so that they are not aware that omission is as good as 
committing sin. Let me just make an example. David, David was called by the Lord to lead his nation and to conquer all battles representing God in battle. But then David found an advice from the elders. And the elders sometimes will advise you. But if you are a man of God, you should be wide awake in your understanding of certain things. It's not an advice. It's just the devil's trap. You get in there? So they told him, you're working hard. We have a lot of work. We will go to battle. Be at home. And during battle, David was at home. And David, David, while the armies of the Lord was, were fighting in battle, he put off the yeah. garment of war. Yeah. He put off his armor. And he was casual at home. And when you are at home, there are some certain routines that you are taking which become proclivities. So the devil realized in a certain time of the day the king would go into the balcony of his palace and feel the breeze as, as, he, as, he, as he's relaxing. And the devil spoke to a woman. And this woman saw oh, the king or oh, is doing this this time, she decided to take a bath and open the sliding door so that the king would see her washing. The king omitted to go to battle. And now she's gonna find he's gonna find himself committing adultery because he omitted. You omit the devil will give you something to keep you busy. When we are supposed to pray on Wednesday, then we go home. What else would you do? TV. TV. Become something to do. Or something else. But believe me, you will find yourself committed to the devil's assignment. So David, David omitted. And he find himself 
There was no way. If, the, if David had the armor on him, would actually be, want to find himself in bed with a woman. Even his own. He wouldn't do it. If he had his armor on. It's very important to ensure that you have your armor on all the time. So that the world will not engage you. Are you getting what we're talking about? And they called Uriah. After he has sinned, he find he was looking for an escape and the escape he's looking for scripture he always would want to find the escape in the scripture and the scripture that we want to escape with takes us to hell it takes us to condemnation we cannot run away if we have done wrong. The only way to make right is to confess and to come clean and repent. The garment of the bride is clean and white. So they go fetch brother Uriah. The brother to come help them to cover the sin. When brother Uriah came, he didn't care if it was the king who commands him against the way. He refused to go against the way just because the king is commanding. Most of us find ourselves in condemnation because we have listened to an advice that contradicts the word. Young people, they call, let me just tell you something. They called Uriah. When Uriah comes, they gave him wine. And uh, they make him get drunk. Uriah did, was not drunk. Was drunken. He was made drunk. By the king. But the drunken Uriah. Refused to do wrong. He refused to come against God. Let me just tell you something. It would be a good excuse for the young people to say they made me drunk. That's why I find myself having done that wrong. But the drunken Uriah 
You see, who is made drunk by the king refused in the condition. Let me just tell you, fornication goes hand in hand with drunkenness. It is a good reason to say I was drunk. I didn't even know who I was. Hey, Uriah didn't know who he was. But what he remembered is that the God of Israel would not permit me to do this wrong. He refused to He refused to put off his armor. He refused. How many times when you ask the young man, a young lady, what happened? They tell you one thing led to the other and the other led to the other. I don't know what happened after that. You were not even drunk. You should be ashamed of yourself. The drunken, the man that was made drunk refused. He still remembered. It is my wife I commanded to touch. But yet, the law of the God of Israel does not permit me to do so. Can we remember this? As young people, put on your arm and tell the devil, I can't put it off. I have to keep on my armor. Very important. Because I'm in battle. I'm in battle. Think of it. While you are busy doing your things, I am trying to pray and help somebody. Your putting off of their armor is affecting me. You can't in any people. Think of it. If your finger would refuse to go with you where you want to go, how would you feel? You want to go somewhere and your finger says, I don't want to go there. You realize if you leave your finger, your whole body is affected just because a finger is left home. Can you hear what I'm saying? So therefore, if you think your life does not affect the church, think twice how you live, what you think, what you say, what you listen to, what you're watching, is affecting the rest of the church. Discern the body of the Lord. You must know who the body is. Discern the body. Because your life is affecting us. Not knowing. Uriah said, I'm not going to do it. I refuse. Under my drunken state, I cannot put off my clothing. I can't put it off. But look, David has forgotten. Something was eating him up. He wanted a way out. 
and this man Uriah he died for the truth need. do you know why Amen. it's better to die for Jesus or to die in the world yeah. Do you know many of us? Our feelings are so important. How we feel about this matter. How I feel about this boy. How I feel about this girl. so important that the scripture means nothing. Even if we called you scripture, you still would want to find a way out. You want to find a verse that can support you to do wrong. Though the scripture said no. We always find a way out. You know why? You have put on your coat. You have put off. The garment. Praise God. David was stressed and under depression. He couldn't do it. You know why? He couldn't take it anymore. And God knew that this man has no more way out. Glory to God. Amen. He couldn't go out anymore. The only man that could help him to, to, to have a way out was Uriah. And Uriah is dead. Now that Uriah is dead, she is free. He is free from another thing. But now he has no relationship with God. The death of Uriah, Uriah cannot give him rest. Amen. And God is sending a prophet to tell David, you are in church, but you are, oh my, you are baptized. Amen. Amen. But you are no longer a Christian. You said you believe. But you're no longer a Christian. You understand that? Because church is important. It does not make you a Christian. But it can lead you to Christ. And keep you a Christian. That's what the prophet is saying. Amen. Amen. You need church. Whether you like it or not. This nonsensical preaching in a message. You don't need no church. You don't need no pastor. You need what? You can't get Christ without the one he sent. Glory to God. Amen. Now, they make you feel good outside God's protocol so that you are rebellious. I am not here to breed rebels. No, sir. You need to know that you even need a church bell. Yes, sir. Once the bell rings, the order of the church begins. Must get the bell, my friend. 
read a code for you. While I'm gone. Do you know that at the prophet's church the bell was ring? Hallelujah. <laughs> That's the order. <laughs> Amen. Amen. You know why? Because church, when we gather here, a court case is declared yeah, yeah, ah, to be in session. Are you getting that? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it now. So the bell, bell serves the order. All rise. Remember that? The court, the court. Yeah, the judge will do that. Then we know it has begun. So God sends a prophet to David to tell David about David. But he's telling David the story of David in God's perspective. So when David was shown who he is, he didn't like it. He said, God, who is this man? This man must die. And David gave a sentence to himself. You think you come to church? Nobody's judging you. You judge yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen to me, people of God. Uriah made a sentence. And it cost him his life. He paid the price. Amen. Hallelujah. And it cost him his life. But one of these days, I will be with Uriah. And I'm going to tell him, brother, every time when I thought of you, Amen. Hallelujah. I got strength. Uriah was a Gentile. He was not even a Jew. He was just a Gentile. A man that believed in the God of Israel. Much stronger. More than even an Israelite himself. Glory to God. This man suffered for the truth. But you and I today, we would rather let the truth suffer so that our feelings can be fulfilled. And then I need to make it clear when it comes to the way, your feelings has no place. Can I repeat that? Regardless of how you feel, the weight must be given preeminence. Did you hear me? You give the weight preeminence. And I'm going to make it clear so that you understand. The two sons of Aaron, they drifted outside the weight. And they did it in the church. 
young people listen to me what when you are drifted and you are trying to offer to the Lord being drifted you will be punished by God and the prophet says it will be as it was in the time of Ananias and Sapphira who are skilled by the Holy Spirit in the church when everybody thought that these people have the Holy Ghost They have decided as a couple. You see, couples like to lie to the other. They like to lie to the other. other. They decide against the past somewhere. And they think, I'm only doing this to Brother Eric. They don't know. They are now facing the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell you something. I can read your quote where the prophet tells you God has cascaded it. The Holy Ghost in the church in the form of a pastor. Apostle. Oh my teacher, evangelist, and so forth. You know what he says? One word against the Holy Ghost. You will not be forgiven this world the world to come. Not all pastors are of the devil. It does not mean when you don't respect the pastor, the Holy Ghost does not respect him. You may not, you may not respect him. The Holy Ghost is respecting him. One word against him is against the Holy Ghost. Let me just tell what he says. If any man would be, he says, prayer. I don't only pray for them, but I pray for those also. Who will believe in me through their way? What did he say? Can you just believe in Jesus without somebody speaking to you this gospel? And there is actually a, a mentality now. I heard it yesterday also. That God will not consult the pastor when he judges you. The scripture says he will consult the pastor. It's written in the Bible. What I say about you to God, God takes it serious. When he brings judgment to you, he considers what I say about you. We need to understand the protocol of God. God does not work haphazardly. God has his protocol. And he has given you a shepherd to take responsibility of your soul. That's why I need to have a say. That's what the scripture says. 
Sometimes we are taught, but we are deceived by the devil. So if you have the word in you, if you have put on the garment, if any man preaches or quotes the scripture, then oh my, amen. amen. The, the, the scriptures will, will run like a machine in God. Inside of your head. To try to find out if what has been said is confirmed by truth. It does not matter who said it. If it does not confirm with this thing, your rather, rather will say no. To it. So some of you will believe it because Pastor so and so, Apostle so and so has said it. So many are deceived by the devil in Walkerville because of this thing. They don't listen to the prophet themselves. They don't listen to the prophet. They listen to the apostle. Because they believe the apostle is greater than the prophet. You see? That's the problem we have. But we thank God that we know that the God of the prophet has vindicated the prophet. But because the apostle is not vindicated, he has now become the God that vindicates himself. So you be careful who you listen to. Jesus said, be careful how you listen. Think of it. Right in Maricana. Where anybody, nobody even really respect. But God has a respect of this little place. You understand that? Why? He makes sure that you here are properly taught. How long have you? When last day they fast? Last month. Last month? Yeah. You ask the people in the message, go to churches. Ask them how, uh, when last did they fast? I don't, they don't even, they, maybe they don't even remember what is the word fast means. Maybe they don't even remember what is the word fast Put off the garment. They have put off. Their. They are enjoying the pleasures of this world without the wedding garment. Yet they believe they're going to the rapture. How do they go to the rapture without the garment? Praise the Lord. Amen. So I'm bringing this matter to you to show you the importance of the garment that David. So that he put off the armor and he ended up in sin. Have you seen that? Amen. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. So you better thank God and pray for your elders here. You are putting it hard on you to fast and pray to have studies of scriptures and so forth. Because there is life. Some of you all may not actually really take it. But it is life. I'm getting it, sir. Let me just take it further. We were talking about the importance of wearing a garment. Because there is a garment provided in this age. God has sent his servant. Because he says, He who believes in whom I send, he believes me. And he also, be, he who believes me, believes the Father who sent me. So therefore, we have found the servant of the king, of the groom. Now, we have the garment. And this garment is good enough. Amen. To keep you. So he told us that the church is important. Church attendance is important. Because coming to church will mature you spiritually. Will keep you a Christian. Will sustain you in the journey of Christianity. And will make you ready for the rapture. Coming to church. Don't tell me church is not important. Amen. So having a pastor is also important. A pastor whose heart is in the Lord. Because his heart will be in the people of the Lord. Oh man. Amen. It's very important. We have wolves this day. Their hearts are not with the people of God. Their hearts are not in the weight. Their hearts are in themselves. The Lord help us. So it's important that we have a wedding garment. So now. The reason why there is no garment in churches is because they did not receive the servant of the groom. And therefore, when the groom comes, it's not known. The groom is not known. Amen. Oh, people of God, can you hear me? Who is the groom? The groom is nobody else but the way. Now, let's just make that clear. I just want to clarify this. Can I waste my time on this one? Many people are preaching you Jesus who is not the weight. He is Jesus, but it's not the way. They, they are Jesus. Jesus is somebody, and the way is something. That's why they can neglect the authority of the Scripture. 
In the name of Jesus. Can you imagine how the Holy Spirit is misused in this hour just so that the people may find their way out of the scripture? It's happening in a message. Somebody will tell you the Holy Ghost told me when what he told that Holy Ghost told him something contrary to the word. We know it's not the Holy Ghost. The devil spoke to you. Amen. How can you have Jesus? What about Jesus? And and then turn around and appoint women preachers. Who's Jesus we talking about? For in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Nothing is made that was made without the word. And the word was made flesh. Now, let me just make that difference. When Adam was made by God, he was made a spirit man. Amen. And God formed a man of the dust of the ground. Are you hearing me? And the man he made, he put in the man he formed. And he called this man even so. But Jesus was not a living soul. Was a life-given spirit. And Jesus, God did not make a body for him. Can I repeat that? God did not make a body for Jesus. He made Jesus the body. Let me just, let me just re refine it. Now, the word was made flesh. Meaning, when the way Jesus was walking, he, the flesh was the way. It was not the body of the way. It was the way itself. You get in there. Because you and I needed to come out of the body. In order to be the wife, we must be taken out Amen. of the body. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Amen. In order for Eve to be expressed, was taken out of the body. And after she was taken, Adam said, This is bone of my bones. Flesh of my flesh. What is he telling you? What you are looking at and what I'm looking at is not another thing. It's me in a she ministry. Amen. Amen. So Eve 
was Adam in a she ministry. So Eve was not another somebody. Was still Adam. Are you getting there? So in order for God to produce a wife for Jesus, he had to take that wife out of Jesus. Are you are you understanding that? So that she she is him. Are you getting it now? So the wife of Christ is not another entity. It's not another person. It should be Christ in a she ministry. You get in there now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So therefore we need to understand what was he doing in bringing us forth. It was to present himself in another form of ministry. Are we getting there? So this is very important for us to understand. We need to understand that the weight has to produce nothing but the weight. Amen. Amen. She is the weight. The weight is her. Are we getting there? That's why our glorification is not going to happen. Has already happened. Them that he justified. He has already what? Glorified. Now you must understand this is in the past. In the past that says glorified. Why? Because the body that we are taken out of is glorified. We are also glorified with him. That's why he said, Father, glorify thou me with the glory I had with you before the world was. We can say, Hallelujah. Amen. As the bride glorified thou the bride as with the glory you have with her before the world was amen the prophet said that God wouldn't find nobody because it was God only before there was God before there was the world. Before there was everything. It was Elohim himself. Or, or Eloha. It was Elohim. Amen. Amen. There was no space. There was no atom, no molecule. There was not even nothing. Nothing. There were, nothing was not existing. Amen. Amen. It was God only. So he needed the wife at the time. And he couldn't use 
nothing. Because there was nothing outside himself. So in order for him to have the wife, the only product he could use was him. Amen. So Adam and Eve is the type of the original bride and groom. Are you seeing that? I want to help you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So God, before he brings the wedding garment, the devil came and presented them with the garment. They were wearing aprons. Remember the scripture says they were naked and not ashamed. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. They were naked and not ashamed. Why? Because there was no shame at that time. Listen to me. And they were not yet married. Amen. Alone. They were spouse to a spouse. They were spouse to each other. I want you to listen to me carefully. She was a spouse to him. Amen. Yet the marriage was not yet. Yet the marriage was not yet. God was going to bring a wedding garment. Amen. So that he can he can actually he the Lord may actually be the marriage officer as the parent of the two. But the devil came before time and revealed the nakedness. So, so. Amen. And the shame of their nakedness was exposed. When they realized there was no wedding garment. Because they find in themselves doing the things of the people who are married when they were not yet married. So they were in a marriage and not covered by their parents. Are you getting that? Oh, young people, can you hear me? But you know what happened? The word came down. But it was too late. I I wish I could do Papa Piggy also. (laughs) Amen. 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 It was too late when the word comes. The word came to cover them. But they were naked. Covered with something else. That does not come from God. They tell God. We have heard. Thy voice. Walking. In the garden. You must listen to that. They hear the voice walking. That's why in the last day, the voice came walking to God. Amen. Amen. Now the voice was walking and they hid themselves 
Why? Because with them clothing that they have concocted by themselves. And let me just tell you, their clothing didn't come from their mind. It came from the devil. May I say to you today, maybe Brother Eric will teach you that chapter. We, nobody is a fourth generator here. You are only a fourth receiver. So, and there are two streams of thoughts. Is a thought from God and a thought from the devil. So then making the aprons. It was a thought coming from Satan. They did not now hear from God. When you say you hear from God, it means you can descend the thoughts of God. And you only entertain God's thoughts only. You don't entertain thoughts that are contrary to scripture. Are you hearing me say? I wish I could enter the subject to show you by scripture and by quotations that you have never thought nothing. Anything that you think is given to you to think. Is Aaron God or is Satan? Amen. That's why the battle he fights is in the mind. How does he do? Thoughts. He's planting thoughts. A suicidal thought is a suicide. A fornication thought is a thought. It's, 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 it's fornication. It means it's an amateur. As a thought, it becomes tertiary. As a From amateur to professional. It's a thought that comes to you. Amen. You realize Jesus had to go through the same. The scripture says the Holy Spirit took him to the wilderness to be tempted. And when he was there, the devil tempted him. And now, we are told, we, we, we believe to be, because we are told that it's just those the devil came. Like a, a snake, and speak, and say, Jesus, turn the stones into into bread and eat. No, don't listen to those stories. It was Jesus thinking. It was in his thoughts. Why do? Why am I angry? Why am I hungry? When there are stones here, and I can make, I make bread out of it. But that thought, Jesus did not entertain. He brought a scripture against that thought. Your problem is, you like to say, I think. 
you like to say i think or i thought it means you are making yourself either the devil because all the time when you say i thought it was the devil who gave you to think it's difficult for people to take the thoughts from God. But it becomes easy to take the thoughts from the devil. Because your body is a relative to Satan. You get in there? You have got his tendencies in your body. You must read uh, Romans chapter 7, you will understand what I'm saying. Now, go <laughs> ahead. You know the scripture said? Then the devil carried him to a high mountain. The devil taking Jesus to the high mountain. Does that make sense? Take him and the scripture says in a moment. So how can they run that fast? To a high mountain. A thought. A thought. And he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment. From present, past, from, from past, present to future. And he said, I can give you them. If you kneel down. And Jesus, Jesus denied the offer. And the scripture says, He carried him again to the Jerusalem, Jerusalem, to the pinnacle of the temple. The, the pinnacle. You know what this pinnacle? How many people can actually stand on the pinnacle? The devil took him. You mean to tell me both of them were standing on the pinnacle? How can two people stand on that thing? Because even you yourself alone is a struggle. But the devil took him there. They were standing there on the pinnacle together. How did he do it? I thought. You see how the devil comes to you? I thought. Simple as that. If you want to defeat the devil, defeat him there. A thought to fornicate can be defeated here. Before you come entertain those thoughts of the contain myself. Refuse what is in your thoughts. So whenever I entertain, I then come to your body and become a demon. And when you are now a demon possessed, fully demon possessed, you feel like now I, I, need, a, I need a lady. No, it's not you, it's that devil. You entertain the devil. So the devil, you know what he does? He's going to make you commit fornication. After that, he leaves you. You are left with embarrassment and regrets. What are you going to do? You are pregnant now by the devil. It was the devil that entered into you. 
and make good what? And make you commit fornication. Are you hearing me? Blessed be. That's why he says we must be transformed by the renewing of our mind. The word mind there is Noah's. Amen. It's actually deeper than just thinking. It's heavy. So therefore, you must understand that it is the birth, a birth place. Or you can call, make it this way. A mind is a courtroom. Where sentences are actually being announced and declared. Are you getting there? Mm. Amen. So we need to understand that that's very important. So that's where that's not where I was. I was bringing you to this point. That we find ourselves in condition where the word is not with us because it has been fettled with. You see, yeah. people are busy with the garment given. Now Jesus finds himself outside the church. Amen. And he wanted to come in uh, to cloth the church. But the church refused to open the door. So when he came in the beginning, he came the same way as the word to cloth them. He came with a sacrifice to dress the woman and the man because they were already naked, filled with the thoughts of Satan. Are you understanding that? They were naked of the word. But yet God was coming as a responsible parent to do what? To clothe them with the skin of their sacrifice. Amen. He made sacrifices for them. And then he is now coming with a skin of that sacrifice to clothe them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So you and I must be clothed the same way. We need a skin of our sacrifice. Just as Adam was clothed with the skin of his sacrifice, you and I must be clothed with the skin of our sacrifice. In the time of Laodicea, already we know that the churches are naked because they are refusing the garment offered by Christ with the, the groom 
And you know why do they refuse it? They fail to recognize the servant that brings the garments. They have done everything. Kenneth Hagen and all his group they have done everything to suppress the message. And yet the message is the only gospel that can produce a clean, white, fineliness. Pentecost, watch it, look at it. Pentecost is finished because they have denied the wedding garment. They spoke bad against the prophet who did nothing wrong just because they were against the teachings. They say he's teaching error. But bring bring them to us and let's sit down. I will show you by scripture that this theologians are preaching error because they have no Christ as their covering. Their thoughts their thoughts are filled with the thoughts of Satan. There is no Christ in them. They quote the Bible. They claim the Holy Ghost. They speak in tongues. Yet the voice of Christ they have denied. They contradict the word every moment they go. And the people recognize them because of their eloquence. Because they have the Bibles. The people are not reading them Bibles. And they can lie easily to the people. They have been denied despising the wedding garment. They were disobedient to the heavenly vision. So they denied it. So Adam and Eve opened for God to clothe them. Can you see that? God put on them two skins. Uh, skins uh, he put them two coats made out of a skin of their sacrifice. So this day we have to be clothed with a coat made out of a skin of our sacrifice. Oh my, but yet that garment is the most denied. The churches don't want it. The preachers don't want it. The scripture says the preachers during the time of Jesus said we don't want this man give us Caesar Caesar is our king not this man they refuse oh my they refuse the scheme amen they refuse the material that makes their garment they were blinded 
But what about you? If you are blinded, who blinded you? Because God blinded them from seeing what it was so that they are not saved and be forgiven. That's the reason why you are blinded. Order to God. It scared me. When I realized that the blindness was so that they cannot be forgiven. In this last day, the devil's blinding you is so that you may disregard your forgiveness. For a pardon is a pardon when it is accepted as a pardon. But in the last days, the pardon has been rejected. For he says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Amen. If any man hear my voice, it is the voice that knocks. He knocks with the voice. Praise God. Amen. And the church wouldn't open for him. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, let, let's read the book of Revelation. Chapter 16, verse 15. Garment is important for the coming. Because this garment is a wedding garment. Glory to God, how do we receive it? We receive it by the Holy Spirit. But how do you receive it by the Holy Spirit? When the Holy Spirit is denied, when it comes to the people in the form of the way, Amen. You must receive him in the form of the way. And when you have received him, he will liquefy, he will liquidify himself. And then he will become a liquid. And he, when he's in a liquid form, he can anoint you with his anointing. And we say you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing it? I'm making it easy to you. Because they want you to believe Jesus. Who is a person. They say we love you Jesus. But they, don't, they hate his way. It's unfortunate. Jesus is the word. In a letter form. You can't differentiate the two. Jesus is the word. Even the flesh of Jesus. Is the way. Can you hear me? That's why you and I our bodies are taken out of him. Listen to me. Eve was one bone among many Adam's bones. So we are those many bones and flesh of Jesus' body. If you think I didn't walk Jerusalem, I did. That's why I am not so excited of going to Jerusalem. I walked it already. I walked it three and a half years. Amen. Amen. Or maybe three and a half for that matter. Yes. Amen. You may not believe it, but it's true. Until the bride know who she is, the rapture will not take place. Amen. Listen to what he said. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth 
And keepeth his verse 15. And keepeth his garment lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Me? Do you see that? Is Revelation 16 verse 15. Amen. Amen. So therefore, do you see what he says? He says, keep your garment. Because you can't go into the marriage without a wedding garment. And it should be a provided wedding garment. Jesus speaks of a guy who is found in the wedding without a wedding garment. How did he get in? He says, how did you come in here, my friend? Without a wedding garment. Because you must come by the door in order for you to receive the wedding garment. It must be provided to you by Christ himself. Yeah. That garment must be provided by the servant of the groom. So that when you must RSVP. Amen. In order to enter into the wedding. Many people want to come in. But they have forgotten to RSVP. You know, in order to accept it. It is called the message of the hour. That is the RSVP. To enter into the wedding. So many people, they believe they can enter without the RSVP. If you did not, your name is not on the table. Because you must understand, besides the message, to actually write your name on the table, the only table that is remaining is the 144,000. It's booked for them. You can't use the table. You need the RSVP of your time so that you may enter in. People of God, listen to this. You need that thing to enter in. Otherwise, you are going to be thrown out and by the window you will not be thrown out by the door because you didn't enter by the door. The door is made for those who have RSVP. That's why he says I'm a good shepherd and I provide Oh my, for my sheep, I provide for them. I give them pastures, green pastures, so that they can come in and go out freely. 
So if you did not enter there, you will not go out there. You will be thrown out into the outer darkness. Because having to be go to get out by the door, you will see the light. You are going to see the servants of God at the door having the other tickets. That's why we're not taking you by the door. He told his servants, take him out. Throw him out by the window. To an outer darkness. So the scripture says, keep your garment lest you walk naked and that they see your shame. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You need to understand that we also need to put on the skin of our sacrifice. And how does it come? By a voice. My wish to understand. It is the voice, the voice of the mighty angel that is made to give you a clothing. This voice is clothing you with great mysteries of God. This voice clothes you with seven thunders, seven seals, seven church ages. The revelation of the entire scripture is clothing you. Amen. Because the scripture says there is no way God can reveal his garment unless he sent his prophet. Amos 3.7 The garment is revealed by prophets of God. Amen. Amen. But the priest must actually teach how to dress the garment in a proper way. Oh, my Mordecai has to teach Hadasha how to do it to win the heart of the king. We need the Mordecai on the pulpits today who are not standing by their own interests but the interest in their hearts is Israel. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So let's read the songs of Solomon. <laughs> I didn't touch my inspiration, but it's fine. It's fine. The, uh, we had to touch that, but let's just go. You know, my, my, my mind is on this thing only. In the clothing, uh, uh, maybe we should, we should en emphasize it. Sons of Solomon. Do you all have Sons of Solomon? Amen. Do you have the Bibles with you? Amen. I know that we don't have Bibles these days. We, we rather use the phones. Hey, brother, sister, your phone is not a Bible. It contains the Bible. It's not a Bible. It also has hell. There you holding hell in your hands. The devil is able to contact you. Right in the church while you're busy here. 
That's why many of us cannot even hear the word. It's because of this technology that you say it's technology. It's not technology of technology. You have to have the Bible. Have your phone and have the Bible. Amen. You, you will think that they are looking at the Bible. They are not looking at the Bible. They are busy with their WhatsApp and Facebook and uh, Instagram and all this kind of nonsense. That mad media that's in your phone is the tongue of the devil. So be careful. We used to say it matters how you use it. It has never been used well. We have learned that there's never been a way. Amen. Let's chapter 5, verse 2. Sons of Solomon. Oh, hallelujah. I want us to learn something on this one. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Let's take it elder together through. Amen. I sleep. I'm going to get obeyed. But my heart waketh. It is what? The voice of my beloved that what? Let's read it together. It's the voice that knocks. Oh, God help me. How is he knocking? He knocks with the voice. Let's follow. Saying, open to me, my sister. It means before the high priest could marry. The high priest must marry his own sister. He cannot marry outside his DNA. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? Amen. That's why he identifies us as sisters. Because we come together from a thought. Thought of God. We come where the word comes from. So we are brothers and sisters. That's why the scripture says he is not afraid to be called our bigger brother. Amen. Amen. It's getting hot in here. <laughs> oh, brother Nat, it's getting hot, my brother. So he's opening the door for you. <laughs> Amen. 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 He says, He says unto me, Open to me, my sister. My love. How is your sister becoming your love? You, know, you, you get the language here, you use. That's why Adam, his wife was his sister. I am It's it's tough, but it's true. Amen. Mm. It's not even is himself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh my. Open to me, my sister, my love. My dove. My undefiled. Amen. Mm. For my head. Listen to this. 
this is this is concern. Oh, people of God, in water come. It touches me here. Listen to what he's saying. He said, How can you know? You have never been this heartbroken. You have never been, you have never been, uh, been told to stand there uh, during winter at night. Somebody said, I'm coming, and she's not coming. <laughs> she, she didn't do it. Don't look at my wife. I just know. You wait there. <laughs> you wait there. She's not coming. And then we didn't have phones. Next. Say, you take stones, throw on top of their house. Nobody coming. You know that why we say how to. The father said you are going nowhere. They already know your calling. They already calling. We have here that we are going to stand there cold doing like this your feet like she's not coming she's hot listen to this for my head is filled with dew have you seen dew have you seen it here I, I, it's winter. <laughs> oh, I'm going to take a picture and then your pastor will send it. <laughs> you need to they have it. <laughs> they have it. In the morning. They have it. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. You do have it, ne? So think of it on the head. In the heart, in the heart. All right. You said you see it in the morning, right? You see it when? In the morning. So tell me something. How long have the beloved stood by the door asking to be opened for? Until the dew fills his heart. I just want you to think about it. This is painful. Oh my, this is painful. He says, my head is filled with dew and with the drops of the night. Think of it. The dew was dropping from the head. And, and, and they were dropping to the body. It was a winter. The beloved was not opening the door. He, she could hear the voice. Because she says, I wanted to sleep. But I couldn't. My heart wakes. His her heart was confronted. It was confronted by the voice of Christ. That's why when you are Pentecostal, when we preach in a message, your heart must be confronted. Because you can't take it. These people say you need to be saved. But you believe you are saved. 
Your heart waiteth. It is the voice of the beloved. Saying open. Open to me my love. Open to me my sister. He thought when he said my sister. This lady would think. My brother is dying. But this lady. Didn't care. And he said my love. Thought that, oh my goodness, if I be romantic, she would open it. But she did not open it. Said, my dad. Oh my, after that, a thought she didn't open. She said, my undefiled. He's saying, I was at the cross. I died for you. I was rinsing you. But this woman did not care the crucifixion of Christ. It meant absolutely nothing to her. She did not open the door. So the head in the morning is filled with dew with the loss of the night. He did not go until the night ends. He did not go. He was waiting to be opened. And the church did not open. The church did not open. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, listen to the excuse of this woman. In the book of Revelation, she says, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm rich and increased with goods yeah. and I, I need of nothing. I want you to see what he say, she says. He says, I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? Do you see the excuse? What did she do? She has removed the coat. She has removed the garment. She does not want to repent and put on the garment. She believes I am still safe though I am naked. If you want to understand this, let's go to the book of, of Genesis. Quickly. Can we go to the book of Genesis quickly? Amen. Genesis chapter 3. Amen. Oh, help me, God. Would you want to Verse 21. You remember what he said? Open I have put off what? My coat. How shall I put it on? Now, Adam and Eve were naked. Verse 21 says, Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. You see, he put what on them? Coats of the skin. Skin of what? Of the sacrifice he made for them. That's 
So that's why. Let's go back to the scripture. This woman says, I have put off the coat. She is given a coat to wear. But she has put it off. And she is saying, how shall I put it off? You, you see what's going on here. In order to open for Christ, they must put on the coat. But they don't want to. That's why Christ is still knocking at a door in the age of Laodicea. Are you seeing that now? The scripture says Peter was naked doing fishing. He was in the water. They told him the master is here. Peter, the scripture says he ran. He ran quickly into the boat and put on the coat so that he does not meet the master naked. Are you understanding this? So this woman here is saying, I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? Have you been taught feet washing here? That the importance of feet washing. Amen. Feet washing is not just a thing. Oh, feet washing is a great significance that Christ has given us so that we know in this journey we need to wash one another's feet. This woman says, I washed mine. I am clean with the exception of Christ. How is she clean? Alone in the church when Christ is on the outside. That's why they say I'm safe. I'm born again. Yet they deny the word. That's the problem we have. You hear them, I mean a message, and I mean a message. But when you quote the Bible, he will tell you my apostle. He will tell you my pastor. He will tell you this and that. Yet the person claim I mean a message. They have washed their feet. How shall they defile them? They think accepting the message is to defile them. I remember my wife reminds me something at the passing of, of his dad uh, our, 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 uh, my, my, our, the brother-in-law uh, um, uh, yeah, in the home said this of the pastor a friend of mine said to them, he feels pain that 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 died in the message. To him, the message. This man is a pastor, Pentecostal bishop. When he died, he was already a doctor. He said, "It feels painful that that died." In the message, he was blaming the brothers in law to lead their father into the message. But then he died. And I tell you, 
His soul does not rest. Because he wishes where he sees that his family should join the message. Because now he sees the reality of the message. Because they thought receiving the message is to defile them. The problem is he preached that thing to his own family. Even though God brought him close to me to understand the principles of the message yet he still preached to his people that the message is the wrong way to go but today I so wish that his family would know that he is not resting he wants them to join the message quickly wants them to come to the message but he didn't preach it while he leaves, it's unfortunate. His wife is left with this thing. He's left with all his churches. It's now difficult how she can turn around and become the message church. It's unfortunate she also is having dreams to see his husband, her husband following the message. It's not a joke. The message is not a joke. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh saying open to me my sister my love, my dove, my undefiled, open to me. This woman would not open. She's asking a question. I'm safe. Why do you want me to be safe? Because the people in the message, we preach that you must be baptized. And they say, no, I'm already baptized. How were you baptized? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And they say to you, you must be baptized again. And they say, how should I be baptized? When I'm already baptized. They say, we should be born again. Says, how am I going to be born again? When I'm already saved. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm having the Holy Ghost. And we in the message is telling them be safe again. Yeah. Amen. It's a preaching of Yehoshua yeah. to, to circumcise them again. Man, I was thinking about it. I thought, oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Joshua, what did you do? Joshua went in. What was the happy heart? Oh my goodness. He made them eunuchs. Oh. So that they ran no more after the wives of the Gentiles. He, he them again. Oh my goodness. It was a requirement. Do it again. Where? Where? I don't know. Joshua knows. You, you must be repeated. Glory to God. Amen. So now listen to verse 4. My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door. My bowels were moved by him. 
It means, I want you to understand, the ministry of William Brenham did all this. But this devil that was in Pentecost blinded them to see. All the miracles moved them. He went on seven times across the world, supported by Pentecostals, supported by full gospel businessmen. Their bowels moved, yet they did not open. The whole night, oh my, the whole night, they did not open for the beloved because he came as a voice, he came as the weight. Now, listen in the morning, the rapture took place, and she found out. And she went to open. Let's read verse 5. I rose up to open to my beloved. And my hands dropped with milk. And my fingers with the sweet smelling milk. Upon the handles of the lock. With all the riches he, she has with all the sweet smelling things of this world that she had. It means she, she, all her riches was dropping down. But yet the beloved is gone. I open to my beloved verse 6. But my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. You understand, people of God? The voice of God speaks to you. Please, when you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Because one of these days, he will withdraw himself. You shall never hear. Even when the scriptural advice comes to you, you will not hear it. You will always have a particular stubbornness to excuse yourself. Be careful when you hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. Obey his voice. Because one of these days, he's going to withdraw himself. And when he withdraws himself, he will never hear, regardless of what preaching comes to you. He will never hear anymore. My soul failed. When he spake, you understand? While he spake, the soul failed to respond to believe the way. You see how they failed? They did not hearken to the voice of the beloved. But in the taste of the voice of the seventh angel, when he begins to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. Though the mystery was finished, they not hearken. They failed to hear him speak. And when he spake, my soul failed. Listen to what he says. I sought him 
But I could not find him. I called him. But he gave me no answer. If you think your prayers are not answered now, Wait till this moment. When Jesus withdraws. And you are seeking for him. And you can't find him. You pray. But he gives you no answer. You call. And he can't hear you no more. You better find him now. While he could be found. Call on him. While he's available. My sister, my brother. There is coming a time. And it is not far. My beloved. Is coming to fetch his own. And some people. He will withdraw himself. They shall never hear him again. This thing of people fiddling with this message has done a great damage already. You better be careful. This message does not need no editing. Glory to God. Amen. This garment does not need no better sewing or making little or making bigger. You have to fight your way to fit in. Amen. Amen. Elisha did not cut the ropes of Elijah. He had to mature. He had to grow to fit in the ropes of Elijah. You and I, if we find difficulties to take this message, you have to deal. You have to modify your flesh. Deal with your desires. Come to the word until such a time when you fit the way. Glory to God. I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? That's the questions of the church. But the bride says, I need clothing. Cover me, O Lord. Cover me under your shelter. Cover me. That's the prayer of the bride. The song of the bride. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Listen to verse 7. This person, this woman, this church knows the message. You verse 7 and verse 8 will show you that they know the message. Listen to what he says. The watchmen, the watchmen that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. Oh my. Hallelujah. He decided to put it on and expose him. And the purple kitten or the Roman kingdom kills or torment during the tribulation. He says the watchmen. Amen. Do you know the watchmen? There are four cherubims that was told during the second world war. Actually the first world war. Yeah, yeah to, to hold the, the, oh my to hold the winds yeah. so that the, 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 the winds would not blow into the sea, into the world, nor the trees. Yeah. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, well, the Second World War would have, would have destroyed the whole world. But they do not know how it stopped. Hallelujah. Amen. You know why? Because Revelation chapter 7 was fulfilled. The whole winds. We have to anoint the servants of our God on our way. But before they anoint the servants, you remember the message? They must anoint the bride. the name of the Lord. Amen. So when the watchmen are released and are allowed by God to blow the winds, this woman went out and tribulation caught her. Listen to verse 8. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that ye tell him that I am sick of love. Now listen to this woman. She knows if my beloved left me, what is the next stop? The next stop is Jerusalem. It's Moses and Elijah. She is not going to Jerusalem. She knows even if I go to Jerusalem, I am not going to be saved because the place that is reserved for salvation is 144,000. That's why he says, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, tell my beloved that I am sick of love. Why? She did not open when the beloved was knocking. Why? She was naked. She took off the bridal garment. Oh my. We have the wedding garment. The seals are revealed. The thunders are contained in them seals. We understand marriage and divorce. Hallelujah. Praise God. You understand how the prophet was tested in this? Until he couldn't actually take it with his own son when he tells his son he would never preach ever again because he broke the vow they were not even in the marriage the vow was broken that's how hard it is. So you brothers and sisters sleeping together and all those kind of things. Tell me what you think the message is saying to you. In the message, nobody cares about the message no more. The wedding garment is born into the world. Now it's born into the people in the message. God help us. I have put off my car. How shall I put it off? So they ask her, What is thy beloved more than the other? It didn't matter anymore. She was already in the tribulation. She knew the message. Are you understanding that? Let me just take you into a scripture. The book of Romans. Chapter 13. By the way, it's our last scripture. Don't worry. Amen. Romans chapter 13. Verse 13. Romans chapter 
Amen. Third in verse 14. Let's start from verse 12 so that we can understand this. <laughs> when did you see the connection of all these quotations? That's why I say his wife has made herself ready. We took seat. And because she is ready, she is granted to wear a garment that is made out of a linen. White and clean. Because the linen, One linen is the righteousness of the saints. And the righteousness of the saints comes out of the weight. So the weight is your garment. Are you seeing that? Let's read it. Let's see if just like Adam was given to wear the skin of his garment, of, of, of sacrifice, what are we given to wear? The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in a day, not in a rioting. And darkness. And drunkenness. Not in uh, a chambering. And uh, and uh, wantonness. And strive and envying. But Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. What should you put on? What is your clothing? Who is the weight? And make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the last thereof. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Our wedding garment is provided. When the seals were revealed, the Bible became a new book. And when the Bible became a new book, it became a free garment, bridal garment for the bride. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You can stand to your feet. Amen. There's just one scripture I wanted to read. This scripture would just say something about my inspiration. Amen. Amen. I actually should I actually read the quote instead? Okay. Lord, 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 this thing. Amen. Amen. Oh my goodness. I can. Is it you started late or I preached this long? <laughs> it's Luke 15, verse 8. <laughs> Amen. Don't worry, saints. I'm, I'm used to <laughs> preach this long. And I think you are used to that too. Amen. Amen. What's going on at the back there is, ter is terrible. <laughs> Amen. As a song, we're closing. Don't worry. It says here. 
either what woman having 10 pieces of silver if she lose one piece doth not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it and when she has found it she called her friends and her neighbors together saying rejoice with me for I have found the peace with which I have lost so our inspiration was that the lost peace amen it spoke of this peace it speaks this lost peace of silver silver signifies redemption it signifies cleanliness so all the pieces of silver that are ten because in the in the olden days they were not using ring they wouldn't put their uh, 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 wedding signal on a on a on a on a finger they would put it on the head so when the man is gone and the wife falls into prostitution the the priest would come that judges there would come and take one of the pieces of silver to say that the cleanliness she has lost redemption she did not live true to her marriage vows so this woman actually lost it oh people of God before the husband comes and she did not commit fornication she did not fall into prostitution she did nothing unclean but she lost it see it is now a sin of omission rather than a sin of committing are you seeing that sin? Then this woman knowing that she made a spring cleaning. She took things out of the house. She ensured that I'm looking for this because my husband cannot arrive and find me with the lost peace. The lost piece of silver would mean her marriage is over. So now, she had to work hard. Oh, brother, sister. Paul tells us, let's work hard. The, the, the night is fast-paced. And the morning cometh. Let's do introspection so that the lost peace may be found. Amen. The message can still help you to find the lost peace of silver. We understand that saying. Because this is part 
Amen. Of the wedding garment. The part of the wedding garment. It is this ring. That has ten pieces of silver. It is not only. This that you wear. There is also ten pieces of silver. That you are wearing on your head. Amen. Amen. That proves. That you are married. And your marriage. Is clean. And you are living true no to your marriage vows. So I'm asking you today, please, people of God, are you still having them all? As you begin to look into your life, are you still having full ten pieces of silver? Or is there something that is in your life that will hinder you? to make it to the rapture if the rapture takes place now if there's something I'm challenging you in the name of the Lord Jesus raise your hand let's pray can we close our eyes on the message of thirst the prophet speaks of these things Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is there anyone? God bless you, my brother. God bless my sister. Just allow him. I just want my silver back. I have found it where it is. The message today has made me find it. This message today has made a spring cleaning in my heart. A deep cleaning is done. And I'm taking back my silver. This piece I'm taking back to my head to show that the authority of my heart is the Lord Jesus Christ.
their hands. I'm going to ask the elder here to pray for you all. The Lord bless you.
and pray for your pastor every day, amen, and his family, and the Lord will bless you. Can we just break this, uh, what do you call, this curse that COVID brought? Can we just turn around and greet somebody in the church and say, God bless you.